With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. In the wonder of it. And you will discover the full majesty of my intent. For I am intentional, says the Lord. I am intentional says the Lord. I am so intentional. I am deeply intentional about you. And I will intensify my intentionality in your life until it takes hold of your desires and dreams and you are transformed by my delight for you. Oh, beloved, that you would know how I see you. That you would know how delighted I am. Even now, even where you are right now, my heart is so full towards you. And my intentionality will become your identity and you you will walk as Jesus walked in the full knowledge and permission of the Father for my indulgence creates a new identity in you and it draws you out to a more powerful inheritance than you can possibly imagine Hey, beloved. What if the gospel is such good news, it's almost too good to be true? What if my heart towards you is such amazing, brilliant news, it borders on fantasy? What if the only way that you can live before me is to inhabit a place of dreaming? understand now why logic cannot cause you to inherit. You inherit through your dreams. For I have come to birth a dream in you and then to fulfill that dream through my own heart and my own intentionality. And in this place of my indulgent affection, I will teach you the pleasurable discipline of working hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. For He loves you. And I have given Him to you that you might know who you are. That you might rejoice 
your identity. That you might rejoice in all that I am for you. That you might be full of thanksgiving, overflowing with gratitude. That you might really see yourself as I see you. And that you would rejoice in the splendor of that vision. And that you would agree with me and confess with me who you are in my beloved Son. For I tell you, you will know who you are in me. For I shall declare and proclaim your identity joyfully. Just where you are, right now, just where you are, just where you are, be at peace, be at peace, and allow my hands to massage your heart, be made full, just where you are, be made full. Behold, I open the eyes of your heart that you would be enlightened about who you are in this time, in this day, in this season. That you will know who you are becoming and you will rejoice. And so I declare to you, just where you are right now, listen to the sound of heaven. Let my peace come. Let my peace come. And let the weariness of your life be washed away. Come to me. You who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Beloved, right where you are, rest in me. Know that I've got everything covered. That I am with you. And I am for you. And I'm on your side. So as you listen to the sound of heaven, just rest. And let that tiredness, let that weariness, just be washed away.
so that you will begin to occupy the territory of my heart and my affection for you. So let me give you notice, beloved. I'm taking you into a deep place of my affection where it shall overwhelm your heart. And you will know that you will know that you will know that you will know that you, yeah? You. You are the beloved. You are the beloved of God. And I have set my heart and my affection on you this day, this moment, for this time. So come. Rest in my desire for you. Accept my benevolence. Beloved, I want you to learn to depend on my desire to see you blessed. For I say this to you. The time of your poverty is over. The place of fainting is behind you. And now you will see provision beyond imagining. Now you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Stand in this place. Stand in this place and look to me. I will cause your faith to be made light because you will live each day under the sunshine of my smile. For I am lifting up the light of my countenance upon you and I'm smiling on you and I'm grinning at you and I'm laughing over you. And occasionally, I'm laughing at you because you're funny. You're funny. I love being involved in your life. I love teaching you to trade your sorrow for joy and laughter. I love your life. In all its difficulty, in all its inadequacy, I love who you are. I love who you are. I love your struggle. I understand it so well. I love your struggle. I love teaching you how to walk with me. Beloved, that's why it's so important to rest and be at peace and trust. And learn to live like a much-loved child who I will teach to become a son of the Most High God. And you, beloved, would you do me the honor of enjoying the journey. Enjoy the journey. Don't get so hung up on the destination that you forget to travel in laughter and joy and peace 
and plenty. Stand in this place. Recognize that the place of your dreaming is also the place of your permission. Because I'm indulging myself. I'm indulging myself. I'm going to please myself in your life. I'm going to do things that please me. I'm going to do things in your life that bless me. That make me happy in my involvement. And so you'll find yourself coming to a new place of prayer and a new place of requesting. And your requesting will come out of that place of intimate affection. Don't delay. 
come now. Come now in your heart. Say yes. Say yes, Lord. Say yes, Father. I'm coming. I'm resting. I'm sitting in heavenly places with you. I'm ascending the hill of the Lord because I have his permission. And I bestow upon you a newness of life. And I will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would walk in agreement with me. Beloved, it's an affair of the heart. It's an affair of the heart. So you must think from the heart and not the head. Do not be headstrong. Be heartfelt. Lead from the heart and you will see the way. You will see the provision. And you will see my desire. Am I not the desire of nature? Behold, I am your desire also. So I tell you this day, beloved, I mark the territory of your life with the claim pegs of victory. Each peg that I give you represents a desire of mine for you to enjoy. For I want you to become a stakeholder in the kingdom. So I'm giving you a stake in the kingdom. And I want you to mark it. I want you to write on it. This is my permission. This is my place. This is my identity. Each peg represents a desire of mine for you to enjoy. That you would learn to live by my focus and my permission. So my beautiful one. I say yes and amen to you. 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 You are a new creation living in a high place of my approval and my consent. My indulgence is my gift to you, beloved. You are my great love. You are my great love. And I will deny nothing that my great heart would willingly bestow. So rise up, my love, and see yourself as my beloved. You are the one. You are the one. You. You. You are the one. I've set my heart on you. I've set my heart on you. There is no rejection, only inclusion. Expect my favor. Expect my desire. 
powerfully realize that you may know, that you may know, that you may know that you are the one. You're the one. I will take your breath away and you will be astonished. You will marvel. You will be amazed. Because that's the only way that you can live in my kingdom. That you would be astonished. Oh, beloved, that you would be astonished. That you would marvel be full of wonder, that you would expect favor, receive the upgrade, receive the upgrade in your heart. And I'm going to change your current mindset, and you will learn a new language and a new vocabulary. For I'm going to train you to receive fullness. So I say this to you, my lovely one. Measure no longer exists for you. Limitation has been cast aside. All things are for your favor. All things are to prove who I am to you and for you. That I would prove my desire for you. So I say to you, refuse negativity. Refuse negativity. Put it away from you. Put it away from you. Put it away from you. Begin to run. I'll make you fit for life. I will give you the stamina required to run with a quickened spirit. What does all this mean, beloved? It means that all your circumstances are now compatible with my desire. So stand in your problem and look for my desire to be fulfilled. All situations are in agreement with my favor and my indulgence. So ask and you will receive. Knock and it will be opened up. Seek, you'll definitely find. For you will always know where I am. I'll be the one standing right next to you, smiling. And as you turn around, you will see me. I'll be the one waving at you and grinning at you, singing over you, laughing at the enemy around your life. I'll be the one. That'll be me. know that you are 
God deeply, deeply love you. And that you are deeply acceptable to me, even in your current struggle. My heart is full towards you. My heart is full towards you. And now you must take me at my word. Because my desire is knocking at the door of your heart. So I say to you, beloved, do not be governed by past failures and past events. This is a new day. This is a new day. This is a new day. And this is a new time.
Is this what the kingdom is really like? Can it be as wonderful, as amazing, as brilliant as this? For I'm training you for heaven. Giving you glimpses of eternity in your identity. I shall give you all that you need to grow. I shall give you all that you need to be fruitful in my desire. So my indulgence is released among you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As God is just preparing us and equipping us for um, our 2016 encounter and experience with him, amen, Um, people of God, let us understand the favor of the Lord that is upon our lives. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let us come in a, a comprehension and an understanding and an acceptance of God's favor in our lives. For that in which God has called us to do and that in which he's called us to be for such a time as this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If God has spoken into your heart and God has spoken into your spirit, amen, and places, placed assignments before you and told you your identity, know that you have found favor with the Lord. You have found favor with the Lord. And because you have favor with God, you have favor with men. As God utilized men to assist you in doing the work in which he has called you forth to do, you just have to know you have favor. you got to operate in places of faith in, in, in the name of Jesus. Because fear will hinder us from accessing the favor, but faith will activate the favor of the Lord in our lives in the name of Jesus. That's why when the angel approached Mary and he began to speak to Mary and, and tell Mary what it was, the purpose of God in her life. And when Mary began to get afraid, he said, don't be afraid because he knew that fear would stagnate her, would hinder her, would, would block her from even receiving and conceiving the word of the Lord. He said, don't fear because you have favor with God. And we don't have to fear our assignments may be great, mighty, and they are. We don't have to be afraid about it. We don't have to be afraid to move in the purpose, afraid to move in the calling, afraid to move in our identity, afraid to put our hands to work in that in which God has called us to do because we got favor with God. And with a favor of the Lord on our side, heaven has been released at at our exposure. For us to utilize 
to fulfill the purpose, to complete the assignment, to do the very things that God has called us to do for such a time as this. As we encounter, if we're looking to encounter a walk where daily, where we're moving from faith to faith, from glory to glory, where we're walking in the newness of the glory of the Lord in our lives. We're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to have to receive the favor and understand the favor of the Lord and what it means to have favor with God. What it truly means to have favor with the most high God. Because favor with God will get you into places and, and, and buy you things that money would ever, never be able to do in your life. As the favor of the Lord brings the abundance of the inheritance of God in our lives. But we got to activate, we got to activate our faith. so that we can encounter and experience God's favor in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I thank God, we thank God for the favor that he has upon each and every last one of your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, for such a time as this, so that he can be glorified throughout the nations. And God, for that, we thank you. And Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. And we thank God that it is so. That it is so. That we shall encounter his favor in his fullness, lacking absolutely nothing, lacking absolutely nothing in the name of Jesus. That because our faith is is so high that when we speak a thing, it comes to pass. That even when we think about it, that it will manifest right before our eyes. Because we got favor with God. Everybody can't have favor with God. Amen. Oh, but thank you, Lord. So, Lord, she. Hmm. My, my, my. But thank you, God, that we got favor. Everybody can be exposed to. Everybody and anybody just can't have favor with God. Because that's things that got to be in order. Before the favor of the Lord would even be released in your life. But we thank God that we got favor. In Jesus' name. And God, we thank you that it is so. And we do seal it in the blood of the precious lamb, who is none other than your phenomenal son, our dynamic savior, outstanding brother, loving and caring friend, who is none other than Jesus the Christ. 
And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we receive, accept, and embrace our favor in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, the favor of the Lord is upon ye. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Uh, my God, my God. I thank you, Lord. My God, my God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, God is good. Amen. And he, little see, he is so worthy to be praised, and there is no one like him. Mighty people of God, as we just get ready to transition over to the word of empowerment, let every heart and mind stay in the spirit of expectations so that God can deliver unto us that in which we need individually and corporately in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank God in advance for the Holy Spirit just overshadowing us and having his way, opening up our eyes so we have been blinded. Oh, oh my God, thank you, Lord. Opening up our ears where we have been deaf uh, through the the spiritual things, exposing unto us the deep mystery of the kingdom of God so that it can become live and active in our day-to-day living. Oh, how we bless God in this place. We're thanking God that even as he released Nehemiah chapter 13 and Jude in our ear gates, that his word would speak so loudly into our spirit that it would penetrate our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits and activate the word of God in our lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let every ear hear the spirit of the true living God as his holy word is released in our ear gates. This conference is being recorded. On that day, the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people. And there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God, because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Eliashib the priest had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and incense and temple articles, and also the tithes of grain, new wine, and oil prescribed for the Levites, singers, and gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Sometime later, I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil thing Eliashib had done in providing Tobiah a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. 
I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and singers responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields. So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithes of grain, new wine and oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and a Levite named Pedeah in charge of the storerooms, and made Hanan son of Zachar, the son of Mataniah their assistant, because these men were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their brothers. Remember me for this, O oh my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done for the house of my God and its services. In those days I saw men in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys, together with wine, grapes, figs, and all other kinds of loads. And they were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore I warned them against selling food on that day. Men from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this wicked thing you are doing, desecrating the Sabbath day? Didn't your forefathers do the same thing so that our God brought all this calamity upon us and upon this city? Now you're stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath. When evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not opened until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gates so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath day. Once or twice the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, Why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, O my God, and show mercy to me according to your great love. Moreover, in those days I saw men of Judah who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or the language of one of the other peoples and did not know how to speak the language of Judah. I rebuked them and called curses down on them. I beat some of the men and pulled out their hair. I made them take an oath in God's name and said, You are not to give your daughters in marriage to their sons, nor are you to take their daughters in marriage for your sons or for yourselves. Was it not because of marriages like these that Solomon, king of Israel, sinned? Among the many nations there was no king like him. He was loved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. But even he was led into sin by foreign women. Must we hear now that you too are doing all this terrible wickedness and are being unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Joiada, son of Eliashib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat, the Horonite, and I drove him away from me. Remember them, O my God, because they defiled the priestly office and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. So I purified the priests and the Levites of everything foreign and assigned them duty, each to his own task. I also made provision for contributions of wood at designated times and for the first fruits. Remember me with favor, O oh my God.
Introduction to Jude Tucked in the back of the New Testament, just before the book of Revelation, is the book of Jude. It's not really a book. It's a brief but pointed letter, only 25 verses. Jude was the half-brother of Jesus and the brother of James. He wrote to defend the faith against false teachings in the churches. Jude urged believers to fight for the faith that had been carefully handed down to them. As you listen to Jude, determine to stand firm in your faith based on what has been carefully handed down to us in the Word of God. Jude Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. For certain men, whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only Sovereign and Lord. Though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord delivered His people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their own home, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. In the very same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and slander celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these men speak abusively against whatever they do not understand and what things they do understand by instincts like unreasoning animals, these are the very things that destroy them. Woe to them! They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. These men are blemishes at your love feasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones, to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they have done in the ungodly way and of all the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These men are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. But, dear friends, 
Remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, In the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Glory, glory, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, little Lord. Mm. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we just thank God for the word of truth that was released in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 13, and Jude. Amen. Um, glory to God. Um, very powerful. Amen. Very powerful books um, that have so many, you know, revelations and strategies, um, you know, in the Word of God. And oh my, oh my, oh my. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so many things that we can discuss and that we can talk about, that we can pull out and just, um, and just meditate in and 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 ponder upon and and um and just. Eat on, amen, for our lives. And we thank God that even as his word was released, that it was released on the fertileness of our hearts and that it shall prosper in the way in which he has sent it, amen, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm going to get us started. I'm just going to come from a standpoint on today. I'm talking about, just speaking about, are you ready to rumble? Are you ready to rumble? Are you ready to contend for the faith? Are you ready to contend for the faith? Are you ready to contend for your family? Are you ready to contend for for your purpose, for your calling, for your ministry, for your business, for that in which God has called your hand to touch. In the name of Jesus, are you ready to contend? Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The road in that in which the path that God has marked out for our lives. It is a road of promise, a, a road of purpose, a place that will lead us to fulfilling our destinies. 
But even as we travel this path that God has planned out for our life, this place, this path, the plan that he's declared that we will prosper and not to be harmed, the plan that he declared that we would have hope and a future in him, in this holy plan, in this perfect plan, in this plan that is so strategically put together by God, we still must contend for the very things that he's called forth in our lives. So we have to be a people that are ready to contend, amen, for the very things that he's called out, the very things that he's marked out for our lives, uh, fighting the good fight of faith, uh, persevering in all things, uh, reaching for the higher mark, the higher calling uh, that he has called out for us, uh, even in the midst of adversity, standing knowing I still rise, I I am victory, uh, knowing that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, uh, not being afraid uh, of anything that confronts us, not being afraid uh, of the enemy, knowing that by faith uh, uh, we live, uh, and oh my God, by faith uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, that we shall survive, uh, by faith we shall obtain uh, the promise of God, uh, and by faith of uh, glory to God. Ah, my God, we shall live and not die. By faith, we shall see everything that God has called out for us to manifest in our lives. But on that path, We must contend, we must fight for that in which he has marked out for our lives. And as we fight in faith, we are assured victory, victory. Contending for the faith had to be such a a prominent issue. Because the man of God, he said, I wanted to write you um, about the salvation that we share. He said, but that that's what I wanted to write about. He said, but I felt urged. I felt compelled. I, 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 it was a sense of urgency that I had to change what I wanted to write about to come and talk to you and write to you about contending for the faith. Contending for the faith that has been entrusted to all the saints. Contending for that in which have been entrusted in you. Ah, my God, because God has faith in, in, in your ability to do a thing. Ah, my God. You just have to have enough faith to know that it can be done through you. As in Christ Jesus, you can do all things, amen, in the name of Jesus, glory be unto God. So are you ready to contend? And then it will be so ironic that we would have the book of Nehemiah that we will be finishing up. And we see in Nehemiah 13 that Nehemiah, he's contending with all type of things. The people of God, they have rebuilt the walls. They have um, um, put the gates uh, back together, and they have made a confession, and they have committed unto themselves and in their lives that they will do right by God. They have re 
recommitted and rededicated their lives unto God, but they wasn't finished. They might say, it is not done. The, re- the um, re- uh, reformation, the restoration is not has not been completed. There's still some things that must be done. We still have work to do. There's some things on the inside that still have some work to be done, and they found themselves reading the word of God. And hearing the word of God being released in, in their ear gates. And, and they found and they stumbled upon and they came upon and they came into the knowledge of God's word. And when they came into the knowledge of God's word, they realized that the, Ammon, the Ammonites and the Moabites um, was not to be in the assembly of them. And at that particular time, hey, because of their lack of knowledge, because of their limited understanding, because they, they was not indulging themselves in the word of God, they wasn't studying the word of truth. They found themselves in a place where they had been blinded because they had not opened their eyes to, 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 and placed it upon the word of life. So they found themselves being in error of God. Where God's word that should have been handed down from generation to generation to generations, things just got lost in the process and no one was studying the word to understand what what it was that God needed for them to do. So they found themselves in this place and they come upon a portion where the Ammonites and the Moabites um, that was in the assembly and wait a minute, there wasn't even supposed to be among them. And so they had to find themselves separating. Once they found out the truth, then they had to separate. He said that they separated all of the mixed multitude. And I'm see, I got to excuse me. I'm in the I'm in the New King James version. I'd be forgetting that there's a whole different version that we released. But they excluded or separated themselves from the foreign. Descendants, the Ammonites and the Moabites, they had to they had to be separated and moved from among the Israelites when they found out what the truth was. And there was a reason that God didn't want them around His children because they hired Balaam to put a curse against them, and they would not give God's children any bread. Or any water, and and they hired um, Balaam to come and curse them. Oh, but to God be the glory. To God be the glory. God turned the curse into a blessing. And I just wanna, I wanna pause right here for a moment, people of God, to just let you know. They may try to curse you. Man may try to curse you. The enemy may try to use them to curse you. But they can send forth the curse. But that curse is going to turn into a blessing for your favor in the name of Jesus. Because you cannot curse that which is blessed. And God has declared you blessed. So you cannot be cursed in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just bless God for that. Then we come on down. In the word of the Lord. And here we would find Tobiah. We find the priests don't open up the storeroom of God. 
for Tobiah and the place where God articles, the, the tithes and the grain offerings and the things of the Lord is supposed to be. And they don't defile the house of the Lord um, by removing God's things and, 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 and putting that which was filled inside of the house of the Lord. What arrogance would one have to want to move the things of God so that they can come and dwell as if they were him. Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And even the priest who would even have the mind to do a thing. Oh, my God. God, have have mercy on one soul, on one soul, in the name of Jesus. But we find Nehemiah. Nehemiah said, oh, I found out about this thing, and, and, and uh, I found out about this thing, and, and it grieved me. He said, this thing grieved me because how dare they move in the house of the Lord. And not only did it grieve him, he said it grieved him bitterly. And he said it grieved him to a point he said he threw him out of the house of God. He said he threw all his stuff out. He threw everything out, amen, that belonged to him because he wasn't in. He he wasn't he was in a place that he should not have been. He was in a place that he should not have been. And even those things that are in our lives, that are in places that they should not be, we need to put it out. We need to put it out, throw it away, get rid of it, get rid of it, and put things back in order. He said, after he threw out, after he threw him out, he said, then I gave orders to purify the room. So I gave orders to purify the room, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God. I put back in them the articles of the house of God, along with the grain offering and his frankincense. I put things back in order. We gotta eject those things that is not of God from, from within, and and, those, and even the things that's around us. We gotta cleanse our houses. We gotta cleanse our environment. Cleanse ourselves. Cleanse those. Cleanse ourselves even from the inside out, and allow God to come in. Allow the things of God to come in. He said he couldn't even place the things of God. God couldn't even come back in until the place was cleansed and purified. Then he said he realized that the Levites was not getting paid. That they had went back home and um, that the portions that was assigned to them, it, it, it wasn't being given unto them because God's portion was the portions for the Levites. And it said they had went back to their field. They just 
Oh, my God, my God, my God. Oh, Jesus. I hear you, Lord. They went back to their field. Because the people wasn't doing what they were supposed to do as the Levites took care of God's house and gave God and the people and as, as the Levites took care of God's house. God was to take care of the Levites' house. But the people wasn't giving what they were supposed to give. They tied their offering, the first fruits. They wasn't doing, they wasn't right, they wasn't in order. And so the Levites went back to their, look, they went back to their own fields. And I'm, I'm sure some of them even got their own jobs. I know in the book of Judges it talks about a Levite who had left um, his home and went to another country town and, and worked for a man in, in another country. I, is it toward the end of Judges? But because the storehouse, what was needed for them to survive wasn't being supplied in the storehouse. So Nehemiah said, wait a minute, I had to rebuke the officials and ask them, why is God's house being neglected? He said, I, I, he said, I contended with the rulers. I, 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 I had to rebuke them. Amen. So even while we, if we're contending for our faith and continuing contending for those things that that God has called forth in our lives, for our families, for our our marriages, for our ministries, for our businesses, amen, Um, for our friendships, amen, glory to God, that, hey, some things have to be rebuked, some things have to be cleansed, amen, some things we have to be separated from, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, why is the house of the Lord forsaken? And I gathered, he said, I gathered them together in in one place. And he said, and I put them in place. I set them in order. So there's some things we got to set in order. We got to get in line as we contend for the faith. As we contend for th- with that, for that in which God has called forth in our lives, we can't be caught up with people's feelings and, and people's emotions and, and what they want, how they want to live out, out of control, out, out of the will of the Lord. Wait a minute. Um, no, you're going to get this thing in order. You're going to get in order. You got it. You're going to get in line. It ain't even an option for you not to because otherwise you're going to have some issues. He said, so I had to set this thing in order. And he said, hey, and then all the all of Judea, they said they brought their tithes in and and, and, and um they brought their tithes of, of grain and their new wine and the oil into the storehouse. And then he said, I had to point treasures over the storehouse. And he said, I appointed I appointed people who was faithful over it and, and, and who could be trusted with the task of doing right by their brethren. I to trust some people who would do it right. And I'm going to put a pen there as well. I'm going to put a pen there as well. 
Because God has appointed each of us to some things. But my question that I would ask is that will we be considered faithful and do the work that he's called us to do so that we can do right by our brethren, by those that he's attached to our calling, to our purpose, to our destiny? Will we be considered faithful so that even as we'll be faithful over a few things, he can um, make us ruler over many Expanding our borders, expanding our territory so that we can reach and we can reach destiny. Contending for the faith. Contending for that in which he's called us to do by being faithful to the work, to the task at hand. Contending, fighting. For our purpose, for the promises, she of the Lord to manifest in our lives. In the name of Jesus. And then he found himself contending again with the nobles of Judah. Because they don't defiled the Sabbath day, the day in which God has set apart for them to rest. The day that God has set apart. And they're doing business transactions. They're trading and they're selling when they're supposed to be resting. You know, even God had to rest on the seventh day, so he knew the importance. And we're called to, you know, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. But here they go, working and breaking the Sabbath. And so Nehemiah had to contend with Judah again. He had to contend with them again. And what I I love about Nehemiah, he wasn't playing with them with this thing. And and I, and I can just imagine in Nehemiah's heart, he's just like, you know, I'm sold out to get Judah back, in, to get Judah, to get Jerusalem back in order, to get Jerusalem back where it is that God has called them to be, to be that lamp upon, um, to be that light upon the hill. And he and I can just imagine him saying, we're going to get it right and we're going to do it and we're going to continue to purge and purge and continue to purge and purge and purge and purge until we get it right in the name of Jesus. Everything, every time that the enemy is exposed, we're going to clean it out in the name of Jesus. We ain't going to play with it. We ain't going to wait on it. Uh, we ain't going to pity-pat with it. Oh, no, we're going to deal with it right then and there as soon as it is exposed. And so here he finds himself um, against uh Contended with Judah again about desecrating the the Sabbath. And he said, no. You you won't work. Y'all won't work another Sabbath day. 
Y'all won't trade another Sabbath day. You shall keep the Sabbath holy. He said, your, your father did that, and it brought disaster on the city. You will not do it. And he stood up for the word of the Lord. So we contend for our faith. We got to stand up for the word of the Lord. No matter who, we got to stand up to about it. We got to stand up for truth. We got to stand up for righteousness in the name of Jesus. And so he told them, you will not do any more transaction. You will rest on this day, and you will keep this day holy. And he commanded them. He said, wait, y'all shut the gates. And he said, it will not be open until after the Sabbath. He said, oh, it will not be open until after the Sabbath. And then he set things in place to ensure that those doors was closed and that they were not open until its appropriate time. Until its appropriate time. And he said, and merchants and sellers of all kinds, they still came. And they said that he, they lodged outside of Jerusalem. And here we go again. We find Nehemiah. Contending even with those. Now, Nehemiah, he was a little rough around the edges. <laughs> he wasn't playing no games. Amen. Nehemiah had some Peter in him. Because <laughs> Nehemiah had, he said, he went and told him, he said, I warned them. And he said, and I said to them, he questioned, he had to question them. He had to let them know where he started. Why did you spend the night around the wall? And then he told him, if you do it again, he said, I'm going to lay hands on you. He said, I'm going to lay hands on you. And so he gave him a warning. Don't come back around this wall or to this gate on another Sabbath day. Otherwise, you're going to have some consequences for doing so. We're contending for our faith. We're contending for our purpose, contending for our destiny, contending to to obtain the promises of God, contending for our family, for our ministries, for our marriages. When we're contending, hey, glory to God, for our businesses, we got to set some people, set some things. We got to put notices on some things and some people and places. And let them un- let it be understood the consequences of actions that is outside of the word of the Lord. And we got to mean what we say and do exactly what we said. Because once you make the first example, everything else is, is going to fall in line from there. We got to mean business. So that we'll be taken for granted and so we, that we won't find ourselves in, in a vicious cycle of bad habits and things and the enemy being able to come in and steal, kill, and destroy things in our lives because we're not contending. We, we, we're not contending for them. Oh, yeah, it's time to rumble. 
it's time to rumble and, and contend for that in which we dream about, that in which we desire, that in which we hoped for. For that in which God has already given unto us to maintain it. Oh, yeah, we got to contend for it. We got to contend for it. Then he found himself contending again so that Jerusalem can be in order. He found that um, the Jews, they had married women you know, they had married women of Ashad, Ammon, and Moab. They had married foreign women, which was against the word of God. And I told y'all, Nehemiah, he wasn't playing no game. He said, so I contended with them. He said, now that I contend with them, I cursed them. I, he said he struck he struck some of them and pulled out their hair and made them swear by God. And made them swear by God, the word of the Lord. For that in which they was doing, because they were sinning. That in which they was doing was committing sin against God. And even that very sin that they was doing was the reason why the kingdom was, the, the, the whole kingdom was taken away from the, the lineage of David because of that in which the iniquity that Solomon had done by following those pagan wives that he had married. And he began to worship their God. And God took the kingdom and it just left them with one, only one place, which was Jerusalem. So it split the kingdom. That's why we got to keep things in order. And we can't be entertaining things and people. That is not of the Lord. And what do believers have in common with non-believers or the spell with God? What what do they have to even intermingle with one another? Because they're standing on two opposite sides, and there will be an influence one way or another. And God said, "Just come from among them." And in the cities that they had to go and possess, he said, just wipe them out. He said, just wipe them out, kill them, destroy them. Because he understood that the company, if you keep the wrong company, there's a potential that it can be harmful for your destiny. So contending for the faith. The company that you keep is important. Contending for the faith in the name of Jesus. So you have to make them swear and separate it. Families were separated. 
because they did not belong in Jerusalem. And so men had to leave their pagan wives. So they can get back right and in order with God. Contending for the faith. We got to separate from those things that is not of him. So that we will not transgress against God. So that we will not defile the things of the Lord. That he had to cleanse. He said, I cleanse everything Every pagan thing must be cleansed in the name of Jesus. Contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. Contend for that in which God has called forth in your life. Knowing that even as you fight the good fight of faith, you win. It doesn't matter who opposed you, what opposed you, you win. Because he that is with you is greater than anything that contends against you in the name of Jesus. And know that even while you're contending, while you're contending, it'll be really him fighting for you. It will really it will be him fighting for you. I'm gonna leave with these three scriptures. Psalms one twenty seven and five it says, Blessed the man who quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. If you contend for that in which God has called forth in your life, you contend for it. You will never be put to shame. You win every battle. Because victory is yours. Deuteronomy 2, 24 through 25. It says, rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river of Arnon. Behold, I have given into thy hand Shion, the Amorite, king of Hashbon, and his land begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven, who shall hear report of thee and shall tremble and be in anguish because of thee. Rise up, people of God, and take your journey and contend for that and which God has promised unto you, possessing it in every battle. In every battle that you face, in every battle that you will win, possessing the land, having your borders being enlarged, as you take the journey of fulfilling your destiny in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 49 and 25 says this, For this is what the Lord says, Yes, captive will be taken from
from warriors and plunders, retreat from the fierce. I will contend with those who contend with you, and your children I will save. God is fighting your battle, and he has never lost a, a case. Have the faith to contend for that in which God has called forth in your life, for your family, for your marriage, for your ministry, for your business, amen, for your degree, glory to God, your education. Contend for it. And as you contend for it, oh, you shall receive it. You shall receive it in the name of Jesus. Meditate on the word of the Lord day and night, day and night, and you shall prosper in all your ways. Separate yourself from the things that is not of the Lord. Cleanse that, amen, cleanse and purify those things um, that need to be purified so that that so that God can come in, amen, and dwell in the midst, in the midst of you in every area of your life, in every area of your life. Set things in order. Set things in order according to the ordinance of the word of the Lord. Be faithful to every task, every assignment, everything that he has placed unto your holy hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, stand firm on the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, rebuke if you have to rebuke, teach and train the word of the Lord. Amen. So that there will be no ignorance from uh, and around you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, sanctify, sanctify yourself in all things in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, take control, take charge, take back from the enemy. That in which he has taken for you, take charge of this thing, which God has placed before you by activating your faith, moving forth in purpose, taking one step at a time to reach your destiny. And even as you travel down the road, the journey that God has placed before you, don't allow nothing to subdue you, to cause you to come off track. Keep your eyes on God. Your eyes on God. And have your ears attentive to his word. And place his word of his into your heart. So that you won't faint on the journey. So that you will have what you need inside of you to be encouraged when you're in your lonely places. In the name of Jesus. 
when you all by yourself so that you can have what what's needed inside of you to encourage you and strengthen you and be the fuel that calls you to persevere even in the days but you when you just don't feel like it in the name of Jesus you can fight the good fight of faith and complete the race that God has declared for your life mighty people of God with that being said people of God I am opening up the lines right here um I'm opening up the lines right here all callers are unmuted for God's people the lines are open good morning good morning I just wanted to um to just say how grateful I am for the word. Definitely a word of confirmation for me, especially just um, setting a reminder that we have to really be careful about um, the company that we keep because that does have an effect on us. And even in, um, even last night, God, God revealed some things to me about a particular person that I need to separate from and just showing me that if I don't, I'm going to get pulled into a situation. They're a mess. They have, nothing, have absolutely nothing to do with me, and I'm going to get pulled into that. So even hearing this word um, this morning, that was just confirmation and just reminding us that we have to really be careful, um, be careful who we let in our space and, because we can be guilty by association. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so just reminding me that even in that sense, we have to really be diligent in protecting who it is that we 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 spend time with, who it is that we that we converse with, just all those things we have to really watch and pay attention to, and just even try to discipline myself to do more listening than I do talking, so that I'm my discernment is able to pick up, so that I don't get connect with the wrong people, even in business relationships, friendships, relationships, all types of things, even in, in family, that I make sure that I'm not that I'm not um, attaching myself to the wrong people. So just having that self-discipline is very important in, in all areas of your life um, so that you can continue to be successful because, yes, we know that we're going to win, that we that we have the victory, but if we're opening the door to the enemy for ourselves, that we can't win. If we open letting him in ourselves, there's no way for us to win because we're, we're not even allowing um, ourselves the opportunity to let God work because we're putting ourselves in a position to fail already. So, yes, you know, if God fights our battles, the enemy is going to win. But if you put yourself in a messed up situation, the enemy cannot win. But if you put yourself in a messed up situation, we're giving him the foothold. So we have to stay still with it. So I appreciate the word. And um, just just pray that God continues to speak to us, that he continues to to open our eyes to, to things of him and that we can continue to be disciplined in him covered in his blood and that divine protection will follow us wherever we go, that discernment will be increased um, as well as our wisdom. Just add amen to that, and it is so, in Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen. We thank you, God, for that prayer. In the name of Jesus, glory to God, it is so. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, woman of God, for um, adding um, 
but just allowing God to use you to to add to, amen, um, our, our toolbox today. Um, glory to God as, as we're just being sharpened, as God is sharpening, using one another to sharpen us, and we thank God. Thank God for that, amen. Bless you, woman of God. The line is open, people of God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Due to the silence, we're going to say that all hearts and minds are clear. Amen. We're going to say that all hearts and minds are clear. And we just we just bless God. We bless God um, for that in which he is doing, that in which he has that in which he has done, that in which he is doing, he's doing, and that in which is to come. That in which is to come. And and we're just we're excited. We're we're excited um about that. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our commandment for today is gonna come from the book of Nehemiah. We're going to stay in our book of Nehemiah. And um, we're going to go with verse 19. It says, So it was at the gate of Jerusalem, as it began to be dark before the Sabbath, that I commanded the gates to be shut and charged, that they must not open till after the Sabbath. Then I posted some of the servants at the gates, so that no burden might be brought in on the Sabbath day. Our command for today is to stay on post. Stay on post. Don't leave your post, people of God. Let us stay on post. Let us stay in the position where God has has sanctioned us to be so that there will be no room for any burdens for the enemy to come in and weigh us down, for him to come in and tie us up, for him to come in to steal, kill, and destroy the very things that God has promised unto us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let us stay on post, stay stay on guard. Not giving the enemy any room. So that even when he look your way, he's going to already know that he needs to make a tech of visitation somewhere else. Because there's no room for him to get in. And how do, and, and we stay on post and we stay on guard. One by not indulging in things that is contrary to the word of the Lord. Because it opened up the doors. 
It opened up doors. It'll open up the gates so that the enemy can come in. It will open up the gate so that the enemy can come in. So let us not indulge in the things that are contrary to the Lord. The other thing that will keep you on post is not to get worried or consumed by that in which you see. We gotta cast our cares upon the Lord. Let Him carry the burden because He is the burden barrier. Let Him deal with it. Well, if we become worried, then we can't focus and, and stay on post. We can't focus. We could probably be at the post, but not focused, and we still allow the enemy room to get in, come in. We still allow the room for the enemy to come in because we're worried and we're distracted. And if we become distracted, then the enemy can just sneak on in without being detected that he's even coming. So let us not be distracted. Amen. So that we can stay on the post and be sharp. So that nothing can come in the gate that could wreak havoc in our lives, giving the enemy the room that he needs to steal, kill, and destroy that in which God has entrusted us with. With that being said, people of God, oh, in the love, the joy, the peace, the favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus the Christ. And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we've convened in intercession and we have been empowered. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your conference recording has stopped. Miss Karen? I can give you the playback number for mm-hmm. you to I can give you the playback number so that you can go back and listen to the recording. Okay. Are you ready to receive it? Or could you text it to me? Oh yes, absolutely. I surely can. I'll text it over to you. So blessings, you have an outstanding day. I'll text it over to you right now. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.